know, next we'll get a chance to hear from the offensive side of the ball. We're trying to get one of our young young newcomers on here, a uh, young quarterback and Hank Brown. And I'll see if he's uh, be coming on here with it real soon. You know, people think that this kid is 6'4". You know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'm really high on Hank. Um, he comes on my yeah. show a good bit, Jason. I call him the baby goat. Because I, I think he's going to be a really, really good quarterback by the time he leaves Auburn. But people yeah. don't realize how big he is. Yeah, six right. four. He, I mean, he's got everything that you want. The moxie that he plays with. I'm very high on Hank Brown. And, and Freeze is getting big quarterbacks, man. You look yeah. at Walker White. You know, that was here for a uh, Big Cat Weekend. Uh, you know, he's another guy that's standing by six four. You know, just a, a gunslinger. So you know, there's always you can tell right now he's creating competition in that room to, to help make it better. But you would think going into this season though, it has to be Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford show, you know, mm -hmm. just until these younger guys can, can kind of catch on as well. So, you know, looking at the quarterback overall battle going into Thursday, like what, what are your thoughts on how this thing may turn out? Yeah. And Hugh gave us a little bit of a, a preview of the timeline of what that could possibly look like at SEC media days up in Nashville. He said that he and uh, Coach Montgomery, the offensive coordinator, they got about 10 days to go from three guys to two guys is what he said. And, you know, you got to assume that third guy right now is probably holding Gurner. We don't know that, but that's probably right. the assumption. Uh, but but I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, it's going to probably come down to, to Robbie and, and Peyton. And they both kind of do different things, Jason, which makes this a little interesting. And when you ask Hugh Freeze what the offense is going to look like, he says he doesn't know, and a lot of that probably has to, you know, depend on which quarterback wins the job over the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the overall thing is you got only a limited amount of reps, and then you also have to have your offensive line to be able right. to be in, in sync with the voice of the quarterback, and you know the receivers have got to have the chemistry and, and and all of those type of things have to come into play, and there's a short amount of time to get ready because there's not two days like it was when I was playing. You know, it's you have one live practice and the next practice is a walkthrough. So these guys have got it honed in very quickly and uh, and and try to figure out who's going to get opportunities to play. But I do think regardless, I think we see both guys early in the season uh, gets gets reps. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because that second game is at Cal, you know, and, and yeah. how experimental do you want to be? going across the country playing a Pac-12 team that's really going to want to knock an SEC team off. I mean, that's just how it is. We all know <laughs> it. So, you know, how experimental do you want to be as far as, you know, giving certain guys, uh, you know, maybe more reps than they would maybe later in the season? Mm -hmm. I, I'm. It's going to be fascinating to see how they manage the quarterbacks early. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, you know, before we get to that, we got a hot freshman that just came in. Like I said, Hank Brown, latest team, 13-0 and last year in, in high school. Actually played under a professional quarterback, Trent Dilfer, and, uh, and everything. Can't wait to hear his story about, you know, what he thinks about Trent, but who's now the head coach at UAB. Uh, so, you know, what, what a uh, turnaround for him. So let's hear from Hank Brown. Let's bring him on right now. I, I actually like the name Hank. Hank, how you so doing? Guys, it's, uh, Jason Campbell. Doing great. Pretty how good. Are all doing? Sound like you out riding riding the coast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Hank, so, uh, Hank, yeah, go ahead, Jason. Yeah. So Hank, talk about man, like you know, you're a freshman, you're coming into Auburn. Uh, you know, people don't realize like how big you are. You know, you're a six four quarterback and and everything. And 
I haven't had a chance to just meet you personally up and close, but I have a chance to just know, read about you and everything. You you led your team to undefeated in high school, 13-0 state championship. You played under a quarterback coach who's now a, a college coach. Just talk about your preparation and getting ready to, to, to come to Auburn. Yes, sir. So, obviously, it was a huge blessing being able to play under Coach Dilfer. Um, I feel like it was the best opportunity for me to be able to just, you know, prepare me for this level. You know, I think uh, not many quarterbacks uh, coming in at college level, um, I could say, you know, get that opportunity. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, and I know that um, as he's heading to UAB, you know, I know he's going to do great things, but just being able to get coached by him and learn from him everything that he did, like he led our program like a college program. We ran it like a college program. So, you know, the transition from that to Auburn was made a lot easier just being able to be under him um, and learn from him. Hank Brown, the baby goat, as far as what you've been working <laughs> on this uh, this summer to get ready for your first fall camp, what all have you been focusing on in that time? Yeah, so I've been uh, focusing a lot on um, the weight room, being able to build my frame, get a lot stronger, um, put, put some weight on, um, and then just kind of building chemistry with uh, the receivers, just being able to work with them, you know, pick their brains of how they're thinking um, and what's going on in each play. I'd say those are two of the biggest things that I've I've been working on this summer. And as far as the weight room, um, I came in, I was weighing about 195 in the spring, came in around 195, 200, and I'm weighing about 210 right now. Um, so that's been something that I feel good about. I feel like I, they've really put some good weight on me. Um, and the weight room has been a, a big part of that. So. Yeah, a lot of your teammates come on the show, man. They all talk about the the weight room program and, you know, and how you guys have buffed up. Is the wellness kitchen part of this process as well? <laughs> I just, yes, sir. I know they got – yeah, so I you – know, see, Zach, a lot of people don't realize these guys can go up to the wellness kitchen and they can kind of pick what they want to eat and have it specially made. You know, when I was in school is you eat what was in front of you. <laughs> and, you know, so it was impossible for us to have a, a, a slick looking frame, you know, like we're going to have some, you know, a little bit of a gut every now and then. But, you know, but Hank, Hank, get a chance to come in here and, and, and eat well. But Hank, just um, on the real side of things, you was committed to go to we play with Coach Freeze at Liberty. And then once Coach Freeze took the Auburn job, you then follow him over to Auburn. Talk about your relationship with him. And uh, during your recruiting process, and, and why you felt the need to continue to follow him to Auburn? Yes, sir. So obviously, like you were saying, um, I committed to Liberty before all this happened, and so I've known Coach Freeze for a long time, and I've been able to build that relationship with him um, throughout that entire process, and we've stayed close throughout it all. Um, and just one of the the thing that I love the most about Coach Freeze is his authenticity and how honest mm -hmm. he is with his players, um, how great of a person he is, and obviously great of a coach he is. Um, but I just couldn't say enough good things about him. Um, and that's why, I mean, as you, can t as you can tell, you know, people around Auburn are starting to see that because of the recruits we're starting to get. You know, he's doing a great job with that. Um, he's a really smart coach and knows exactly how to 
the ins and outs of every part of coaching. So, um, you know, it's been great being able to be close with him throughout the whole process and just, um, you know, even though it's been a little chaotic, you know, uh, going from Liberty to Auburn, um, it's been good St sticking by his side the whole time. And, you know, I I've had a chance to uh, talk with Malik Willis a little bit about it. Um, okay. Obviously, he played, he played under Freeze mm -hmm. um, at Liberty. And so I trained with him a few times um, before when I was in high school. And he kind of just talked to me about Coach Freeze and told me, Obviously, he's someone who's going to get on the quarterbacks. He's going to be in your ear, you know, yelling at you, you know, telling you what to do. But he's like, that is a guy who wants the best for you and will get you to the spot where you want to be. So that definitely meant a lot coming from a guy who was under him and had had a lot of success and now obviously at the pro level. So, yeah. Yeah, Hank, I mean, his, yeah. his devotion to – I mean, acquiring talent. I mean, it's been pretty, pretty impressive. We haven't really seen this at Auburn before, but you know, over forty players are going to enter fall camp that weren't on the roster a year ago. I mean, you just talk about a totally different look, a totally different feel. Recruiting's a big part of that. So, I mean, what exactly is he telling these folks? Is it just the connection, or is he having to sell a, a type of a vision of what he wants to build at Auburn? I think it's a little bit of a mix of both. I think that, you know, he doesn't have to sell much because what he's telling them is the truth. And I think he's definitely giving them a vision of the future and, and telling them that this program really is going to be special because I believe that that's the truth as well. Um, and so, you know, that's something that I think has been one of the big differences. Like you were saying, there's so many new people on the team through the transfer portal, you know, with the freshmen, whatever it is, but, you know, you can tell the vibes around the program are, we have a vision that we are going to be a dominant team. And that's something that, you know, freeze has kind of instilled in us and that we all believe that. So, I mean, you can call it a vision, but for us, we really just see it as, you know, kind of the truth. So, um, and that's something that the recruits obviously are starting to, realize um you know and then also just being able to see coach's personality and and be around him that's you don't need much more than that because of how great of a coach and person he is so that's what i think why the recruits are starting to come in and will continue to keep coming in hey we see that you multi-talented uh <laughs> you're operating and, and driving and while you're talking, you're doing a good job not looking at the video until you come to a complete stop. Man, you're driving around <laughs> Auburn, mate. Are you looking for some food or something? Like, what, what are you going to get? I, I, I just got I just got done with uh, my workout, so I'm heading back to my place. <laughs> oh, okay. How far you got before you get so, to your place? So I'm, I'm pulling in. I'm pulling in. Oh, you're pulling in. Okay, yeah. We just want to make sure, you know, that uh, – because no, we know no you're multi-talented, but we just want to make sure that – you know, we don't want to see you pulled over or something. Uh, yeah. Put him down as a, as a dual threat quarterback. <laughs> right, point. dual threat quarterback at this point. Like, you know, the guy got, yeah. got, you know, he can make a sideways pass like uh, Mahomes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so, no, well, in, yeah. so. All right, good deal, good deal. Yeah. So, Hank, man, you know, this is – 
this is a really good episode because we get to see the whole Hank, you know, we get to see the Hank driving actually from, you know, from the facility, you know, back to his place. Hank, as a uh, as a quarterback, you know, you come into a room where there's two veteran guys, you know, you look at Peyton Thorne, you know, it sounds like MTV Cribs, you know, or you kind of, <laughs> you know, but so you get you come into a quarterback room, you got Peyton Thorne, and then you get Robbie Ashford and, you know, Holden Gurners there and, and everything. As a young guy, the youngest guy in the room right now, how does it feel when you walk into that room and coach is saying, hey, it's an open quarterback competition? Do you feel like you're part of that competition or do you feel like, hey, you know, this may be a year for me to learn and kind of prepare to try to be the quarterback in the future? Yes, sir. So I think that, um, you know, the fact that it's an open competition, you know, is there's always an opportunity to that um, for anybody. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's canceled out of that. Um, but I think there's a little bit of a mix of that as well. Like being to be behind those guys and be with those guys, um, just learning from them is a huge part, whether, you know, I'm playing this year or in the future, whatever it is. Um, I think that's a, a big thing. Like, for example, you know, I get to sit in the room with, um, you know, Peyton, who's been a starting quarterback for two years, and he's just so experienced and so smart when it comes to, you know, defenses, whatever it is. So just learning from him and learning from the coaches and as, as well as Holden and Robbie, just being able to hear their minds and, and you know, get to see them pick pick apart defenses and, you know, coverages and whatnot. It's, it's definitely been helpful a ton. Um, so but I'm a competitor and I'm always going to compete. So I'm super excited mm -hmm. for fall camp and getting the opportunity to compete with them. Hank, what stood out about Peyton Thorne? And I know you mentioned just kind of getting to learn from him, but as far as how he goes about his business and watching him to throw and just the process, what has stood out most about him? Um, I think one thing that has definitely stood out the most about him is his leadership. Um, he is a very smart kid and he knows how to lead well. Um, and obviously he comes from a football family, so um, he knows how to do that well. So that's something that I'm trying to, you know, just watch and learn from him um, as he kind of leads on the field. You know, it, it's definitely hard for him because he's a transfer. So there's only so much he can't come in and just lead the whole team. You know, um, Robbie and Holden are leading as well. Um, sure. So, but he's doing a good job for what he can do. I um, mean, that's probably the thing that stood out the most to me about him. And, uh, Hank, you had a chance now to see a lot of these newcomer receivers come in since you've been here. Uh, you know, what's what, what are, you know, some of the guys that you think that's really going to have an outstanding season just based on what you see from summer workouts and just out catching the ball on air? Yeah, so um, from from what I've seen about the receivers, I mean, we, we've got a bunch of studs out there. Um, we got a few guys who are still uh, recovering and getting back, trying to get back on the field. Um, but uh, I think that this year, two guys come to mind uh, when you when when you talk about having a big year this year. And I think uh, for the outside receivers, I think Camden Brown's going to have a big time year. Um, just coming into his sophomore year after you know getting some experience in the in his first year, um, I think he's going to have a big time year this year. And then. From the inside receivers, um, I would say Jay Fair. Um, I think he's gonna he's gonna come out this year and ha have a big year. I think he's got you know all the intangibles for it. So I'm excited to see both of them. Hank, 
as far as like the throwing sessions go, are all the quarterbacks throwing to all the wide receivers, or how is that broken down? Yeah, so um, you know, we'll do throwing sessions that are player led. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, a a bunch of different types of of uh stuff that we'll do, you know. Um some of the older guys will throw to the older receivers and then freshmen, you know, we'll, we'll throw to our own guys. Um, and that's just kind of on our own time, you know, we'll do that just on our own time. But then, uh, when we do player led stuff, you know, we'll, we'll do some walkthroughs and we'll all be thrown to each other. And then, um, we'll kind of split up and it'll be like, you know, the younger guys and then the older guys will be on one field throwing with each other. So, um, for the most part, we're all together, um, but at times we'll split up and um, throw with each other. So, yeah, you talk about this offense. You know, it's going to be loaded with weapons. Uh, just talk about real quickly. You know, just Coach Montgomery. You know, what what does he mean for this offense? Like, you know, as far as like just the ins and out, just like being ready to be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there, type stuff. Like, what is it that you guys love about his offense? Yeah. So. Um, I really like what he's doing um, with our offense and just the fact that, you know, the thing that's special about it is, um, which has been a change for me coming from, you know, high school to the college level, just the fact that the receivers have so many options. Um, and, you know, based on what the defense is doing, um, the receiver will make the option of what they're supposed to do based on what look they get. And so that's why, you know, earlier in the podcast, I said it's it's definitely been big to kind of hear the receivers' minds and how they're working and how they're reading the defenses because that's such a big thing for us quarterbacks to be on the same page as them um, and understanding what they're seeing so we know exactly what they're doing because, you know, in the SEC, if you're late, you're screwed. So um, that's something that I love about his offense. Um, and – it's not too complex. Like um, he, he likes to keep it simple, but, but I like exactly what he's doing and he knows, um, you know, the perfect scenarios of plays and whatnot. So, you know, he's definitely incorporating, you know, when he was at Baylor and um, into what we're doing here. So I like it a lot and I'm excited for this year to see how it's going to unfold. Yeah, that's great here, Hank. Uh, like I said, man, like I said, you're a multi-talented quarterback and you get an opportunity to get here this summer and, uh, you know, and, and get a chance to go in and compete. I like what you said. Like, you know, you understand that the older guys are ahead of you, but at the same time, the only way to measure where you're at is to go out there and compete. And, uh, you know, what we like to do right now is getting quick five hitters. You know, you weren't our newcomers. Uh, we know coming into this season, Everybody can understand Auburn's traditions. Like I said, we like to have the, the War Eagle to fly before the games. We have the Road Tumors Corner. We enjoy Tiger Walk, you know, 90,000 people in the stands. What's the one tradition that you can't wait to get to and, and see this fall? Yeah, I'd say I'm super excited for Tiger Walk, uh, like you are saying. Like, I think that's going to be such a cool experience just to be able to walk down that before the game and be able to see all the fans, you know, because I haven't. You know, fun fact about me, I haven't been to an Auburn football game. Okay. So, you know, being able to – so, because, I mean, I was committed to Liberty and, you know, I committed so late. Uh, I think it was like a few days right before signing day, so I didn't get that opportunity. 
Um, and so just being able to, uh, you know, walk down that tiger walk and then also um, the war eagle for the game, um, just being able to see all the fans and, you know, everyone says it's surreal, you know, um, and, you know, I'm just super excited for that. So we had one of your teammates on here earlier, and we always ask guys about what they like to eat the night before games or, you know, late night snack uh, the day before a big game. Like, you know, he likes pineapples. You know, he enjoyed his fruit and pineapples. What's your go-to meal, you know, night before a game or a snack? Oh, that's 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 a good question. Um, night before game, you know, I'm not one of those guys that, like, can't eat you know, before a game, like, you know, I can stay on my same schedule and eat the same type of stuff, but, you know, I would probably go with a, uh, you know, hmm, like late night snack before a game. I would probably go with like, um, probably some cereal, some cereal. Oh, okay. at night. Oh, yeah. yeah. What kind of cereal, Hank? <laughs> I, I like, I like more of the healthy type of cereal. I'll probably say special K cereal. Dude, I love hey. Special K cereal. I'm all about That's that. Where I knew that. I liked you, Hank. <laughs> I tell you what, hey, hey, Hank, I'm becoming a fan right now, man, of Hank, man. We got that's the first time I heard of somebody talk about they like some special K cereal on this episode and, <laughs> uh, and everything. But hey, talk about uh which uh, you know what's one word to describe you, Hank? Because I can see right now, man, there, there's multiple things, man, that you're gonna bring to the locker room that's gonna make it very energetic. What's one word to describe you? That's a good question. I would say, um, I would say a leader. Okay. Like it. Like it. Like it. Any uh, special rituals that you do before uh, a game or anything? Are you wearing the same socks, same dirty socks, same, you know, same sweaty shirt from the week before? Or, you know, is there anything you have? Yeah. So, um, I wouldn't say anything like that that I do before a game, but before every high school game, um, what I would do is I would take about an hour of uh, my schedule. Coach Dilfer would give me about an hour on the field just by myself, um, and I put some AirPods in. I listen to some worship music or some country music, and I just, uh, you know, have a whole script of you know that game, and I just visualize you know what what's going on, what I want to happen. You know, um, just going through my reads before every game, just spending about an hour just, you know, snapping the ball to myself, going through my footwork, um, you know, looking at the guys I'm supposed to read, just visualizing, you know, throwing touchdowns, whatever it is. And so that's something that I did before every single high school game. Um, and that's something that, you know, I don't know how it's going to work with our schedule here, um, mm -hmm. but I would love to keep doing something similar to that um, just to, you know, it really helps me to get my mind right before every game um, and just visualize. You know, I think visualizing some, you know, something in right. advance is very helpful. So I would like to continue that. No, that's great. That's where it all starts at, man, is uh, visualizing, making plays before you actually do it. Uh, like I said, Hank, we enjoyed you coming on the show, man. I know you had a couple shows with Zach Blackaby and uh, you had an opportunity. If you ever want to mess with him, I've called him Zach Blackberry before. Uh, he loves calling me Zach Blackberry. <laughs> he loves so, that. You know, but uh, hey, man, we look forward to seeing you on the field. Look forward to seeing you throw in action and uh, wish you the best of health and the best of luck in camp. And uh, War Eagle, man. 
for you. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate you coming on. See y'all. See you. Well, big fan of Hank, Hank Brown. Hey, I, I, I gotta say, man, Hank is multi-talented, and 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 people that are watching, we did not think Hank was driving when, when he came onto the episode, so we do not want to entice people to to do that. So uh, he was running behind and was trying to get on here for you, and we was glad he was able to get situated and everything. But you know, look forward to seeing what this young man can do and everything uh, moving forward. We understand he's in a in a battle with some veteran guys, but. You know, the more you can learn as a young guy, the better off you in your future. So I look forward to seeing a little bit of a little bit from Hank. Yep. Big fan of Hank Brown, the baby goat. I think he's got a, a very <laughs> bright future ahead of him. Big yeah. Fan. Yeah. So that does it, for, does it for us today on the Own to Victor podcast. We appreciate everything you do, listeners and followers, and continue to support our NIL. As you see, it is making a huge difference in our student athletes and uh, in everything that they have going on. So continue to follow us, continue to support, and uh, stay tuned to the next episode, War Eagle.